Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. Luke chapter 3. Today we read Luke chapter 3 or we've been reading Luke chapter 3. Is it okay if I go into Luke chapter 3? Yes, please. I wouldn't go too far, but Luke chapter 3. I know some of us, when you go to verse 24, you started dozing off because it says, verse 25 talks about how um, this one begat this, and that begat that, and that begat. You know, it's, not, it's not necessary. Okay, it's just, just not, it's not necessary. Thank you. So uh, when you get to that, area that many people feel oh no it's boring but it's very important i want to talk briefly about i either won't care about the inauguration of jesus or <laughs> i want wow. to talk about jesus inauguration but what it takes to do god's work mm-hmm. many people want to pass god i want you to use me i want to do your work what it takes to these two um, um that the fundamental fundamental requirements for God to use any person on earth. The fundamental requirement for God to use you and for God to, through you, begin to change lives and impact life and constantly bring glory to his name through his work. What it takes. Would you like to know? It would be nice. What it takes to be used by God. When you read John uh, Luke chapter 3, the Bible talks about how um, from the beginning we see how um, a bit of history and then after the history you see John Baptist was introduced and the Bible says that John the Baptist was like uh, what Isaiah said, I am the voice of the one crying in the wilderness make straight the ways of the Lord. So as it is written in the book, in the book of the words of Isaiah, the prophet, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. So John the Baptist came and he was doing one thing. He was just baptizing people. And what he was doing, he was preparing the way of the Lord. So he whilst he was working, he knew there was someone coming. And so uh one of the things we have to realize is John the Baptist comes from a, a generation of priests. So he was supposed to be following the priestly order. When he became 30, he was supposed to be a priest. A priest, you can be a priest at 30. So he was supposed to be a priest and then go into the temple and start serving the way his father has been doing, had been doing because his grandfather, his great his great, he, he was coming from a lineage of priests. So his job was to continue in the Old Testament order. But John was a different man. He left and he went into the wilderness and was doing something completely different from what traditionally he was supposed to have been doing or traditionally he would do. He was doing something different because he was trying to change. He was so New Testament 
even though he was within the Old Testament, he was so New Testament prone. His ministry was forward towards the New Testament. And so John the Baptist couldn't just live the normal life. He had to go into the wilderness. And do you know what he was doing? He was busy in the wilderness, terminating religion, ending the old system of religion. He came to end something so as to introduce something. So he, he had, if he was coming to introduce Jesus, why did he have to be baptizing people? Because he was busy, busy not in town, in the wilderness. And the Bible says that all, I think in Mark, the whole Jerusalem or the town, the whole town went to him to be baptized. That's very interesting. They went where he was because the guy was in the wilderness, but there was something unusual about him, and he was doing something great for God. And people were going there instead of him going to the temple where the people were already. He went to the wilderness, and people were coming to the wilderness. So it means it meant that if you if you came there, you meant business because it's a journey. And he was preaching a hard message, and guess what? He was busy baptizing them. Bible says that he came preaching, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, and he was baptizing them. Watch this. What is the meaning of baptism? Bible, Bible, Bible talks about baptism is, watch this, baptism is all about death. It's all about death. So in Romans chapter, Romans chapter 6 verse 4, it talks about in baptism we were buried in him through baptism. Just as it's a Bible that talk about we were buried in him through baptism. So baptism introduces death. Uh, baptism introduces death. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. Very important. So baptism means something is being executed. Something is dying. But thank God that we didn't just die, but we were buried into him and we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, when we read the Bible, we come across these phrases, it's, so, it's too good. Even so, so in the same way, we should also walk in newness of life. So we are buried so as to walk in newness of life. That's very important. Now, that is the significance of baptism. So baptism connotes death. And God, guess what? What was John the Baptist doing in the wilderness? He was baptizing people. I mean, he was killing people. Not physical death, but something the flesh was being executed, was being terminated. So he was busily terminating the Old Testament in the wilderness. People would come to him and he was terminating the old religious system of doing things. Why? Because there is a new and a living way coming. There was a new and a living way coming. So anybody who had human flesh had to put the flesh aside before you can encounter God in a certain way. I'm talking to somebody. You want God to use you, the flesh must be put aside. Come out of the flesh because the Bible says in Genesis chapter 6 that I think verse 3, my spirit shall no longer strive with man for his flesh. My spirit, the Lord said, my spirit shall no longer strive with man forever. Why? For he is indeed flesh. God doesn't work on the, with the flesh. God does not work with the flesh. In fact, it's Galatians chapter, oh, thank you, Jesus. Galatians chapter 6, um, verse uh, uh, 7 says that, don't be deceived, for God is more, no more. Whatever a man sows, so shall he reap. Look at verse 8. Look at verse 8. For he who sows, ah, ah, he who sows to his flesh will, will of the flesh reap corruption. 
but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life so if you sow to the flesh you will reap corruption if you sow to the flesh and galatians romans chapter 8 verse 13 he said for if we live by the flesh we will die for if we live according to the flesh we will die okay flesh is flesh so long as the work of god is concerned the using of god is concerned the flesh is good for nothing watch this this is very important since we romans chapter 8 let's look at all right let's go back to john and we'll come back to romans chapter 8 it's just the screen so i said john in Luke. so now verse 15 chapter 3 verse 15 it says that and as the people were Ex, uh, sorry, the people were in expectation, and all men mused in their heart of John. I think give me New King James. Let's see how I put it. It's easier. Now, as the people were in expectation, and all reasoned in their heart about John, whether he was the Christ, they were thinking this guy is very unique. Is he the Christ? Because in those times, the Jews were expecting the Christ, so they were wondering, is he the Christ? Is he the Christ? Is he the Christ? Whilst they were wondering, John the Baptist said, verse sixteen. John the Baptist said to them, John answered, saying to all, to, to all, Indeed, I baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose whose sandal strap I am I am not worthy to lose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Wow. So he said, I'm not the one. Look at the next verse. Look, look at the next. His his winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather the wheat in his barn but the chap he will burn with unquenchable fire that's what he was telling what jesus was coming to do he's coming to we he has a we know we know him fun in his hand and he will he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor <laughs> but so john baptist did said i am not the one then he said, the one coming is mightier than I. Whose sandals strap I'm not worthy. I can't, I'm not even worthy to bend down to do his, uh, his knees for him. How much more even to touch him? I'm not worthy. Then look at verse, verse 18. Verse 18 says that. And with many other exhortations he preached to the people. Then look at 19. But Herod the Tetrarch, being rebuked by him concerning her, Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, and for all the evils which Herodias has done, he uh, also added this above all and put John in prison. But this is talking about John went to prison. Before he went to prison, 21. Now, it came to pass uh, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also washed this. What's the purpose of baptism? I can't hear you. What's the purpose of baptism? Introduce death. Introduce death. Ah. Why? Because of the flesh. But why did Jesus didn't baptize? Because Jesus was born of the born of the Holy Spirit. He said he was a perfect man. So he didn't need because the flesh is dirty. But he was not dirty. He was perfect. So why did he need to put why did he have to be baptized? If baptism signified putting the flesh out. Now, watch this. Romans chapter 8, verse verse 3 it says that the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh god did not sending forth what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh god did by sending his own son in the watch this in the in the what likeness of sinful flesh 
and on the account of sin, condemned sin in the flesh. He didn't sin, but he came in the likeness of sinful flesh. So when you saw Jesus Christ, he was not different from seeing any other person. That is why they found it difficult to believe that he is the Messiah. They found it difficult to believe that he was the Messiah because he didn't have longer nose than everybody or longer arms than everybody or he wasn't taller the tallest person on earth. He wasn't the strongest. He was so ordinary that he was an ordinary human nature and human flesh. Now watch this. The, I told you in chapter 1 and chapter 2, Mary and Elizabeth said, this was God, and at, this, at the same time, he is flesh. So he is God, but God concealed in the flesh, fully flesh, but without a sin. Now, God what? God doesn't use the normal human flesh. So to be baptized means the flesh must be set aside. But the, do you know why God is not able to use you? Your flesh is in the way. Wow. The flesh gets in the way. And baptism means the flesh being put to death or another way is the flesh being put aside. Every one of us need to learn how to put aside the flesh. Our flesh is where our the seat of our personality is. As for me, as for me, as for me, as for me. Sometimes it might not be, it doesn't have to be evil. Jesus didn't have any evil nature in him. Yet the flesh needed to be put aside. The flesh needed to be, it was a statement. It was like he's, he was now being inaugurated into the office of the Messiah for him to do it. He was the Messiah, but now he had to be inaugurated. It's just like an American president wins the election. He's the president-elect, technically the president, but he's not actually the president until he has been inaugurated. Now, Jesus Christ the Messiah, but he needed to go through baptism. Why did he need to go through baptism? Number one, he needed to go through baptism so as to set an example that the flesh must be put aside the flesh must be put aside you cannot in the flesh please god you cannot do anything to please god because the flesh bible says that the flesh is enmity against god you can't put please god in the flesh it doesn't matter you might be a very good person you are me a very a very nice person you never break any law you never do anything wrong and you are so good and amazing listen it does not mean God can use it doesn't mean God can flow through you for God to flow through you what it takes for God to use anybody is number one put aside the flesh put aside the flesh the flesh is expressed in my thinking my feelings my my will what I just this is what I like this is what I see the center of the flesh is the I me I me I me but if God has to use you, your value to God has a lot to do with what he can do through you. Wow. Your value to God on earth has a lot to do with what God can do through you. I am here to announce, if you are believing God for encounter, it should be an encounter that will change you so much that God uses you. There are a lot of things you don't have to pray about. When God uses you, a lot of things come to you without praying. Because he personally has, he sponsors you. You are a full-blown representative of heaven. I see your story changing. Who told you your marriage will be, will be in shambles? Who told you you will fail in marriage? Who told you you won't get married? Who 
told you you will fail in your exam? Who told you you will fail in life? I am telling you, I, it doesn't matter your background. I don't know what kind of stuff you have in your background. I don't know what kind of family you are coming from where maybe people don't succeed. People, some things, some good things don't happen to people. But I'm here to let you know that because the hand of God is upon you, there is no force of darkness that can stop you. Tonight, I prophesy into your life anything in your life that is meant to stop you, that have been put there to frustrate you, that have been put there to hinder you. I prophesy that the hand of God is coming upon you as we go through the process of terminating the flesh or set the flesh aside, set some things aside. There are times Satan will want to use the things you like, use the things you don't like, use the things that annoy you, use the things that please you. He will use the things that that remind you of certain painful experiences or the things that remind you of certain pleasurable experiences. He will use it to try to distract you. He will use your flesh. But thanks be to God that in Christ Jesus we are more than conquerors. This is your year of victory. I see you prevailing in every area of your work with Christ. You will prevail by setting aside the flesh. God will use you. You want God to use you? The flesh must be put aside. So, when Jesus came, John the Baptist said in Matthew, said, no, 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 no. I don't have to baptize you. I don't have to baptize you because you are, you are supposed to baptize in Matthew chapter 3. And then John the Baptist, Jesus said, no, 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 no. Suffer it to be so. So as to fulfill. Jesus answered and said to him, answered and said, suffer it to be so now for that it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. God can use you if the flesh has not been set aside. The flesh must be set aside. See, let's see John chapter, Luke chapter 3 again, verse 20. That's very interesting. Very interesting point. I'm about to make some interesting point. Thank you, Jesus. Luke chapter 3, verse 20 says that. Oh, all right. It says that. Oh, sorry. Verse, I'm sorry, 21. I'm sorry, 21. Now, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, uh, uh, the heavens was open. When he was being baptized, he prayed, and the heavens was open. Whew. There are people, listen, let me, let me add this, just, just, just. There, are, there might be people listening to me, you are born again, but you haven't been baptized since you, be born, you became born again. No, 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 please, you need to be baptized. It is a, one of the signs that you are a believer. It says, oh, go into the world, preach the gospel. Those who believe, baptize them. So some of us maybe might have had an experience of being baptized by the goodwill of your parents or your church tradition before you actually became a believer or born again. You might have been baptized through church tradition. That's not bad in itself, but that is not believer's baptism. The believer's baptism is the baptism that after you have become born again, you have turned and you live in Christ you are baptized. I mean, you in Bible says in, we are buried in baptism into death with Christ. Okay, so you are buried. It's necessary. Anyone who is born again who hasn't been baptized, may I submit to you, you are walking in disobedience. You are walking in disobedience. But symbolically, baptism means setting aside the flesh. And so when you are born again, whether you have actually been put into water or not yet, 
or you have done you've done been you've done that already it must be a lifetime process where we constantly must set aside the flesh why so god can use us even though you haven't done anything wrong even though you are not a bad person it's not about being nice but it's about being god being ready for god and god must must use us so being baptized means that setting yourself aside and setting the flesh aside means that um, i can't do i i I can't please god in the flesh i can't please god in the flesh now look at this when jesus was being baptized verse 21 he was praying and the heavens were open and watch this bible says that the heavens is open look at the next thing that came number two the holy ghost descended in a bodily form like a dove upon him and a voice came from heaven which said this is my beloved son in whom uh, in in thee you are my beloved my beloved son thee am well pleased now watch this when he was being baptized the heavens was open so two major things that happened the flesh was terminated and the spirit came upon him you see you see you see when the holy spirit waited for baptism before it came upon him ah pastor pastor please 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 you did say the holy spirit waited before he came upon him so I thought he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Jesus always had the Holy Spirit. In, in, in Luke chapter 1 verse 35, the angel told Mary, the, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you. So he was, he was conceived of the Holy Spirit. So why are you saying, Pastor, that now um, the, the Holy Spirit came upon him, waiting for him to set aside his flesh? All right, all right, Pastor. Just what's the difference? Because the Holy Spirit wasn't the Holy Spirit already upon Jesus. Did he go and come back? What can you explain it, Pastor? I know someone would like me to explain it. Wouldn't you like me to explain it? Yes, and I'm yes. very happy. I would like to explain it. I'm talking in the light of God using you. If you want to work for God, two things must happen. Number one, the flesh must be set aside, which means I cannot myself do anything to please God. Number two, the, the Spirit of God must come upon us, which means it takes the Spirit of God to do anything for God. Mm-hmm. So the Spirit of God came upon Jesus, to uh, upon the Jesus' humanity, so that he, in his humanity, the humanity, the flesh that has been set aside in his humanity, he can now do for God. So you can set aside the flesh, but if you if the Spirit does not come upon you, you can't do, you can't do. Mm-hmm. That's what it means. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the whole Acts chapter 10, verse 37, 38. How Jesus, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. Come on. God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit. I thought he had the Holy Spirit already. Yes, he did. He was conceived of the Holy Spirit. But it, it, there was a certain dimension of God's flow that must come upon him. Watch this for God's work. Now, when we talk about the gospel of Christ, it's about the person of Christ and the works of Christ. So the person, Christ in his person, in his essence, he was full of the spirit. But in his work, he needed to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit had to come upon him to do. He was, so his person and his work, his person had the Holy Spirit, but his work must come, must be, uh, his works must be influenced by the Holy Spirit. But he was already in him. No, he was uh, in him to, to exist. It's like uh, 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 an army officer. Okay. It's an like, army officer on duty. He's guarding the palace. We're in UK, so Buckingham Palace. He goes there and he must be in uniform. Okay. 
Now, if he, he, he goes standing, some of, sometimes when you even go and watch the Queen's Guards, they go on break. Why must they go on break? Because they are human. They are human. So sometimes they go on break to go and refresh or go and eat and come back. Yes, yes, yes. Because without the food, you can't exist as a human being. And you can exist as a human being, be eating always. But without the uniform, you can't do that job. So the Holy Spirit came on Jesus. Uh, he was, in, his, in essence, Jesus had the Holy Spirit. But for him to do, it was like he had to now, he needed the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to do. He's just giving us an example. He's giving us an example that the two fundamental things it takes for God to use anybody. The two basic foundational things it takes for God to use anybody. Number one, you must, it's a necessary requirement. You must set aside the flesh. And number two, as the set aside flesh needs the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit on us. We need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit to preach. You need the Holy Spirit to, to win souls. You need the Holy Spirit to serve in church. You need the Holy Spirit to do the work of God, to be used effectively by God. We need the Holy Spirit. Other than that, it will be human activity. It will be void and it will end up being just pure and basic religion. So John the Baptist had to move away from the normal religious norm into the wilderness, come, and he terminates the flesh, and what? guess what? He said, I can terminate the flesh, but for the empowerment to come from above, I don't call you to do that. So Jesus came to terminate the flesh, and now the, the empowerment came upon him, so he is the one who empowers us. He gives us the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, the only way God can use you is the flesh must be set aside. It's not your talent. It's not just your education. It's just not your educational acumen. It's not just your intelligence, your smartness, your, your abilities. Those things are good. It can be used by God. Thanks be to God. But I'm telling you, the flesh can get in the way in the way of what God can use you for. The flesh can get in the way of what God can use you for. And so the flesh must be set aside. And after you set the flesh aside, you must open up yourself. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, use my intelligence. Use my academic exposure to do your work. Use my, my business acumen to build your church. Use my abilities, my speaking abilities, my relational abilities use it until the holy jesus put it this way said i can of myself do nothing that which i see the father do that i do i can because jesus cannot operate by himself he needed the holy spirit and he didn't do anything in his life until the holy spirit came upon him john 5 30 i can of myself do nothing as i hear i judge and my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will but the will of him who sent me. He said, I can, I can. This, verse 17, look at 17. The son can do nothing, nothing, except what he sees the father do. He said, but Jesus, and the father is working until now. I work. Look at verse 19. Verse 19. As Jesus answered, that most assuredly I say unto you, the son can do nothing of himself, but, but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the, the son also does 
in like manner. Said the son can do nothing. The son can do nothing of himself. That is why he needed the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit does not come upon flesh. My spirit will not strive with man anymore, for he is flesh. The Holy Spirit will not come on flesh. The Holy Spirit will come on a terminated flesh or somebody, a person who has been set aside. Tonight, the encounter encounter face is about you us setting ourselves 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 aside in this corona season in this pandemic season season it is necessary brother to set yourself aside for god because god is about to move in our generation in a powerful way it is not enough to just receive from god it's important to let him flow through you god wants to use you to reach out to people some of us our family members need deliverance our family members need salvation our friends need the intervention of god our friends need healing our friends need the touch of god god would like to use you that's one of the purposes of this encounter not just to overrule and overturn negative works of the devil in your life but also to empower you to to make to help you to expose yourself so that you will become an agent of God against the works of the devil. You will become an agent of God. I see God anointing you. I see God anointing you. Jesus needed the anointing. We will need the anointing. Every human being will need the spirit of God upon you. We will need the spirit. When you are born again, the Holy Spirit is in you. But when you are about to work from God, you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit must come upon you. The Holy Spirit must come upon you. The reason why God cannot use some people is because we fail to set aside the flesh. Now, there, there can be instances where God begins to use you because you set aside the flesh and receive the spirit. And he begins to use you and then you slip into the flesh. What happens at then? Anything, anytime we move into the flesh, we suspend the ability of God to use us. Because God does not use flesh. Flesh never glorifies God. When I talk about flesh, I'm talking about ourselves. We in ourselves, our natural selves, outside of the grace and the rule of God, we do, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be bad. It doesn't have to be evil. But it's just you. Jesus said, I can of myself do nothing. Can you imagine? <laughs> I can of myself do nothing. The son can do nothing by himself. So, how about you and I? He is a perfect man. He couldn't do anything by himself. How much more you and I? We can't. You can even be a pastor, and if you're if you're not careful, there are times you'll be you'll be you'll be seriously in the flesh. You'll be serious. You can be a church worker, and you might be walking in the flesh. You can be doing it well, and then another time, because a, a good character is not a permanent possession. Good character is not a permanent possession. Mm. Paul, that's why Paul said in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, chapter 3, I'm sorry, verse 13, verse 4, verse 12, 13, one thing I do, I forget about the things that lie behind me, and I press on. He said, I press on towards them, my brethren. Brethren, one thing, I, I, verse 13 please let's move let's start from verse 13 brethren I can't I, I do not count myself to have apprehended give me NIV okay let's go to New King James let's go to New. brethren okay stay apprehended so let's go to NIV then please brethren I do not consider myself to have 
taking hold of it. I'm not, I'm not arrived. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. You have to strain towards it. Press, King James said, I press on. You have to press on. You have to press on. What your past achievements are not good enough for your future. Your current pressing is what gives your future an advantage. Your current pressing. So you can be a good law-abiding citizen for a long time until the day you went, you went to fight the police. And all the record of being a good citizen has changed. Until the day you, you went on the train without paying and the transport police came to catch you. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So you you can you can be since I became born again, I've just been doing everything right. I've been walking the walk and talking the talk and pleasing God. You it's good and we have to press on. Other than that, if you keep saying, Oh, I've always been bad, I've always been good, I've always been good. When you are about to even step sidestep your safety zone, you will not realize it. So we must always be alert to constantly set aside the flesh. There have been people who have been good Christians in the in the sense of very firm, reading their Bible and working with God in, in purity. And they lose God, less prayer, less reading of their Bible. And by the, before they could say Jack, they found themselves in some sinful acts that it will shock them and shock everybody. You are for people. Yeah, how could this have happened to you? Because the flesh should have been constantly set aside. So I know you are born again. Mm. But Pastor, why, about, why, why do I struggle like that? The flesh must be set aside. How do I set the, 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 the flesh aside? The Bible says that turn towards your spirit. In other words, invest in developing your spirit, reading your Bible, praying, being in fellowship, Stay keeping an environment a good environment, these are all investment into your spirit, and then when you do that, then be conscious of living by your spirit. So it says that, um, walk in the spirit, Galatians 5 16, walk in the spirit, and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. I see someone having a life changing encounter tonight, I see someone having a life transforming encounter tonight, I see someone having a life transforming encounter. God will use you. One of my dreams and desires is that God, through this means and through our ministry, will raise a lot of great, great people who will, God will use to change the course of our, our generation. I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. And if you are listening to me, I'm happy to let you know you are one of such. Amen. God will use you. All it takes, what it takes, the foundational principle it takes for God to use you, set the flesh aside and Open up to the spirit. Open up to the spirit. Let the spirit come upon you. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has not. Oh my God. Jesus' open comments when he went to uh, uh, where he grew up. Or Galilee to go and preach. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach. It is him that makes me preach. In Corinthians chapter, I'm ending now. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5, it says that not that we are sufficient in ourselves to consider anything by us of ourselves. Oh, thank you, Lord. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves. That's
That's why I always want us to give Jesus the glory. When Jesus heals one person, even someone who had a little pain on the finger, who gets healed, it's not pastor. Pastor can do that. Pastor can do that. It's Jesus. Jesus is working through the, the, the servant. Jesus is working through the, the servant through this platform. And so he says that not that not uh, that, that we are sufficient in ourselves to think of uh, to think to think as uh, to, to think anything of ourselves. But what, guess what? But, but our sufficiency is of God. God is the one who makes us sufficient. He's the one who enables us to do. Look at the next verse. Our sufficiency is of God, who also has made us able. Someone say able. 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 Say able. able. He has made us able ministers of the New Testament, the way John the Baptist said it. He terminated the old way of doing things and the new way of doing things. It takes the spirit, said, not of the letter, but of the spirit. I feel like preaching. Of the spirit. It takes the spirit. It takes the spirit, brother. You want God to use you? Listen, if you want God to use you, you have to desire it. And that desire will help you to set the flesh, the flesh aside. If you're not really keen on, you won't pay any price. But when you are keen, when you are keen, keen of finishing your exam, passing the exam with flying colors, when you are keen on winning the elections, when you are keen on growing the business, sometimes you you will not sleep. You will pay a lot of price because you are keen on doing something. When you are keen on keen on getting married, there are some things you won't do because you are busy making sure you are nurturing and uh, nurturing the the relationship you like. So when you are keen on something, it, empower, it gives you the ability to pay the price for it. To pay the price for it. To pay the price for it. When you are looking for a job and you are desperate to get a very good job, you don't find it too hard to, uh, to uh, f- send in application forms. And they ask some application forms are seven pages, ten pages. But you want the job. Normally, you don't like those long stuff. But because you are so keen on getting the job, seven-page application is no problem. No problem. I will do it. I will do it because I want to get a job. I want to get a job. In the same way, you must desire for God to use you. Now, what it takes for God to use you is setting aside the flesh. Because you want God to use you, you are willing to press by the help of the Holy Spirit to set aside the flesh and to let the Holy Spirit flow through you. We are sufficient in ourselves. No human being is sufficient. Oh, thank you. No human being is sufficient enough for for, for the use of God. Mm-hmm. So that's why the flesh must be terminated. That's the significance of Jesus' baptism. He had to come, even though he's a perfect man, he has to make a statement to fulfill all righteousness. The flesh must be terminated so that I cannot please God in the flesh. And then to be able to please God too, after terminating the flesh, the spirit comes upon him so that he'll be an able minister of the New Testament. I see God raising you in your family. Amen. God is raising you mightily. It is not all of us who might preach behind a pulpit to a congregation. Even though most of us, many of us, God will let us do it because the grace is on you. It's not all of us, but some of us, even in our career and at the marketplace, you are like a Daniel. At the marketplace, you are like a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. At the marketplace, you are you are effective for God. You are effective. And listen, this is the point I'm trying to make is 
we need the Holy Spirit not only to preach, but to do for God. So you can be a politician and you need the Holy Spirit to be a representative of God in, 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 your, gov- in your government. You can, you can be a businessman. You need the Holy Spirit. So it's not just, as for me, I'm a good person. All my employees, uh, 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 employees know I'm a very nice person. All my constituents know I'm a nice person. That is good. But we, you need to be constantly alert to want to set yourself aside and then seek the flow of the Spirit through you. We are not sufficient in ourselves. Yes, you know you have been good, but you are not, there are people, you are not sufficient in yourself. There are people who think they are so good guys. They are good. Oh, I'm a ladies man. I'm a ladies man. So he gets married and he realizes that there is such a monster in him he never knew. There's such a monster in him sometimes. He's putting up attitude and turn around, treats a woman like the woman doesn't matter. Huh? You? You never, you thought you were too good. You thought you were too good. You need God. I need him. You need him. Especially if you want God to flow through you to affect others. Boy! We need God. Because when God uses you, it boosts your rating in heaven. When God uses you, the more God uses you, the higher your rating in in heaven. So everyone must desire that God will use you. And actually, God would like to use you. But the ball is in your court. This encounter first, I'm praying that you will be able to set aside the flesh and the spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church? And subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.